With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2. And on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Yes, it is. Big voice guy. Purple Daily every day at noon right here on Score North. 1500 scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zolgad. You can uh, listen to us on either of those outlets. We're also live streaming on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook every day at noon. You can find those very simply at Score, S-K-O-R, North, if you want to get in on the conversation. 651-646-8255 or tweet the show at Score North. We have uh, quite a bit planned here for the next hour or so, Judd, but uh, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, currently giving the state of the league address. Yes, he is. Ahead of uh, this Sunday's Super Bowl. I wonder Super what he's going to be asked about. What do you think he'll be asked about, Do you think he's going to be asked about this great matchup between the Rams and Patriots? Do you think he'll be asked about the health of the league? And- I think he's going to be asked about Maroon 5 canceling their halftime show press conference yesterday. And instead going with a multi-platform launch, promotional launch of the halftime oh, show that be with exciting Maroon too? 5. Yes. Can we get to a point <laughs> for halftime shows starting in 2020? Can we, can we redo the idea? What Can do you we mean? come up with a new idea? Let's get rid of bands. Let's get rid of it. It's just jump. So, shark. what do you want them to do? Like an ice I, capades show? Something <laughs> more. Something more intriguing. For? We've just. It's just over with. Like when Maroon Five is just. It's that's it. Like there's no <laughs> nobody. They can't. Is the this press rock can, bottom? Does yes? Does like anybody talk, give a damn? When like, you talk about somebody with a problem, you're like, okay, they've hit rock yes. bottom. Now it's now it's got to improve. There's no there's no going down from here. We've done everything with shows. Prince was the greatest. We've done everything with halftime shows as far as rock bands yeah. go or acts go. Yeah, it's just run its course. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession here. Um, I don't hate Maroon Five, dude. They got a few songs that uh, kind of make me bop my head. Dude, <laughs> Rami, Rami, Maroon Five. I'm sorry, Maroon Five is I'm going sorry. is going to the grocery store and throwing in a quart of vanilla into your shopping cart. All right, 
I'm not saying you should hate them. It's just completely uninspired. <laughs> I don't. I, I I like a few of their songs. I'm not. I'm not a Maroon Five fan. I've never downloaded a song. I've I've never went out and do people buy CDs anymore. I've never bought a Maroon Five CD. I do. But if I've I've come across a Maroon Five song on the radio and I don't change it. I I, I okay. I, but I, I will you admit a little bit in my car? It's vanilla ice cream. Yeah. It's like a, it's, it's a little vanilla. Yeah. It's a little it, vanilla. It's just let's just get a new idea. Let's do something different next year. I feel like people it's smarter a, than me. Come up with a better idea for after. I feel like it's a trendy thing to do to crap on Maroon Five nowadays, and I don't, I'm 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 not jumping on that bandwagon. Manny, are you a is, are you a Maroon is, is, Five? Is Maroon hater? Five are they like the new Nickelback? That's what I was just gonna say. It feels That's like they're where, the new you know, Nickelback. They're, they're the new Nickelback. Yeah. They're the new band that just so many people just say, yeah, they suck. But I'm not even looking to While crap on them. While they're selling 25 million records. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And that's great. Which is a little different from Nickelback. <laughs> I'm not even looking to crap on them. What I'm saying is they signify the end of the halftime so what show. Do you wa- You're out of ideas. Like, who's next? So what do you want to do next year? What do you want to do at halftime then? What's your big idea? People smarter than me come up with a better idea. <laughs> I'm the one who identifies when it's done. You identify I the problem. I want the smarter people right. to say, okay, but here's what's going to replace it. And that's when I say, that's a great idea. That's something different. <laughs> Judd is the one who identifies when things are over. Uh, yeah. When, when guys, bits are over, when coaches should be fired. I am the Judd hit is man. the one. Yeah. I am the hitman. <laughs> I don't I don't resuscitate people. I knock them off. Have you guys watched Narcos Mexico on uh, on Netflix? Have I have not you, watched have it. Yet. I'm watched very that? intrigued by it. So there, there's like a godfather figure who like he's he started the Mexican drug cartel. He was the uh, originator of the Mexican drug cartel. And his second in command is this dude named Nato, and he points out a problem and the Godfather looks at him and goes, well, what's the solution? And NATO looks at him and goes, my job is just to point out the problems. <laughs> I'm, then I'm NATO. Yes. That's me. That's my exactly. There, you got to have guys like me to get something new. You just point out the problem. You don't have to have anything to do with the solution. No. Who gives a damn about the solution? You just want to identify the problem. Exactly. But we all have we all have jobs, right? Like, we all have jobs in life. Mine is to say, when you've reached... Uh, Maroon 5, you need something new. Your job is to say, you're right, and we should do X, Y, and Z. You know what, Judd? Thank you, Manny. Judd, I'm very proud of you. You have an identity. Yes. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm, the guy, I'm the guy who looks on a frigid cold day like, like this and says, you know what? Pets and kids stay inside. Adults, you should all be going to work. <laughs> so when I see six cars going on 94 on an arbitrary Wednesday where it's cold, I say to myself, what has happened to the adults today? Everyone just stayed home? Here's the silver lining, though. Uh, there aren't as many people in the building here today, so I didn't have to park in the auxiliary lot. <laughs> That's the silver lining to grown men and women That's staying true. home I, because yes. it's cold. I did the I was, same thing. I, I was didn't very have to, excited to find a parking spot. I didn't spot have to walk the, as far to get into the building. Morning. I called the wife though. I'm on 94, and honest to God, I count there's six cars. I pull out the cell phone because there's no one near me. <laughs> Call her. And I said, "There's six cars." I said, "These cars are all warm." <laughs> Adults, get in your car, go to work. Unless you work outside, in which case, if you work outside, that's fine. Take right. the day off. Stay home. Right. But our credit union closed today. What? Our credit union people come in and stand inside the warmth. You're no different than me. <laughs>
The only reason, I guess the only reason I'm here is because I'm on the air, and if I'm not, you know, people won't be able to, but th- seriously. Okay, so I identify problems. Somebody else You're just mad that you didn't get to stay home today. No, That's no. All. I like going to work. I love my job. I'm saying I want adults to go to work. This was all just a ploy for Judd to get off his chest, his his anger that people are staying home from work this today was, because of the cold. This Judd, was, do you think that if, if the Super Bowl were here yep. this year instead yep. of last year, that... Maroon 5 would use the cold as a reason why they wouldn't do their press conference? I think Maroon 5, if you remember as of Wednesday of last year's Super Bowl week, it got cold, not this cold, but really cold. They might have, yes. And the only reason these wimps don't want to do their press conference is because they're afraid, rightfully so, someone's going to say, hey, Adam Levine, what do you think about Kaepernick? Right. Because because supposedly... Rihanna and I think that was was Cardi B another one who turned down the NFL as far as doing the Super Bowl halftime show and there and there are a couple other people who who alleged reportedly turned down the NFL halftime show because of the social issues sure. involving Colin Kaepernick and they so the speculation is they didn't want to do this press conference because people are going to ask them about that and they're not here for that they're just here to play music and entertain us and that's something else i've never gotten why do we think that adam levine like why do we care what he thinks like since when does his stance on social issues like seriously i could ask you right, right yeah your your opinion of what's going on in society is as or more important than his i've never understood how movie stars and rock stars become this social conscience it's like no, you're not. You're you're good at what you do, right? And yeah. God bless you for that. I'm sure. not. I'm not ripping these people for their talent, but I've always found it really interesting that we think athletes, movie stars, and rock stars are somehow the touchstone, the conscience of our country. I don't begrudge them for having views on political and social issues because people will tell us stick to sports, and I'm like, well, if you're a plumber, stick to plumbing. Right. So I'm not going to tell Adam Levine or anybody in Maroon Five not to have an opinion on politics or social issues, but absolutely. But I don't, I don't, I don't expect it from them. I, I don't think it's incumbent upon and if he's Adam asked, Levine to have serious thoughts about Colin Kaepernick. It's, it's, if if he's asked that question, it's also his right to be like, "I'm just here to play halftime, right. dude." It's yeah. like the joke that Dave Chappelle made, maybe I guess it was probably five, ten years ago now, about how when the 9/11 attacks happened, how MTV <laughs> called called ja, they had Ja, ja Rule, Rule called. And he goes, "We got Ja Rule on the phone." <laughs> like, I got questions Ja Rule might not have answers to. This is what Chappelle said. Oh, great. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Ja Rule. Let's go live. I don't even know what happened to this show here in the first 10 minutes, but I'm glad it happened. Did you guys, speaking of Ja Rule, and I'm kind of jumping off topic. No, that's fine. Did did either of you guys see the... Fire Music Festival. Yes. Documentary I saw the on Netflix. Netflix. One. Oh my god. Oh, it's gosh. fantastic. That it, was amazing. It was unbelievable. It was off the charts. And the greatest thing about that that documentary, it was the perfect amount of time. It was cuz it felt right. short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't drag it half, out. Yeah. yeah. They didn't drag it that thing out. But yes, it was They didn't turn into like a seven-part thing. Here's whatever. the embarrassing thing. Honest to god, I have no recollection of this. I completely missed the whole thing. Like, I completely missed it. How? My wife's like, 
How'd you miss that? She said, I read about it at, at the time. You're on Twitter. I know. Everybody went like it was the it was burning up Twitter. How did you not see one? And thing don't about you follow Fest? don't you follow like five or six thousand accounts? Yes. Did you follow Ja Rule? No, I <laughs> I'm indicting myself. I'm embarrassed. How did no, I'm not pick on me. I deserve it. How did I miss this? And my wife's like, you just don't pay attention. I'm like, you know, you are probably right. You I know don't, what? But I can fix things. You know what? Gives me an idea. What's that? Maybe, maybe Billy McFarland should organize the next Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> as soon as him he gets, out of, the, as soon as he gets out of the pokey, Manny, I love yeah. this idea. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Just combining two things we just talked about here in the last few minutes. If the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis this year with this cold, it would end up a lot like Fire Festival. Like all these people, <laughs> all these people spending all this money for like these huge parties and luxury accommodations. And they get here and it's 60 below and you can't leave your four by four hotel room. You know what? You are a thousand percent right. How many, how many truly, truly, truly rich people, if it was this year, would have looked at that forecast and said, I'm eating the money. I don't care. Oh, for sure. Now, now people didn't, people definitely did not come last year who go probably on a yearly basis mm-hmm. when it's either west or south. So there were people that stayed away. But I can only imagine the amount of truly wealthy, wealthy people who would have looked at the forecast and been like, $15,000, $50,000, name the price tag. Right. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going. If you spent, I'm eating it. If you spent money on Super Bowl tickets, especially good Super Bowl tickets or some kind of box or suite, you got a lot of money to waste, like, and and so you're, yeah, are you, hundred thousand dollars exactly? Are you going to right. are you you're going to fly into sixty below when you could watch it from like your your beach house in, in Miami? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I I wouldn't do it if I had that kind of money to waste. If now, if in my current financial situation, I spent money on Super Bowl tickets, cold be damned. I'm going to be at that game. Yes, there's there's no no nothing that would hold me back. But imagine if you imagine if like the Miami Dolphins or something made the Super Bowl and it and it was up here. If you're a Dolphins fan, do you even do you even really want to fly up here? If you're you live in you live in South Florida, it's warm all year round, and then hey. My favorite NFL teams in the Super Bowl. If you're and it's a Dolph- in Minneapolis if you're a in fan, February. If you're a fan, I think the answer is yes. But if I'm a corporate mogul, if I run FedEx or something, I ain't coming. <laughs> so so if I'm a fan of the team and I love that team. Now the other the flip side to this conversation too is I remember driving out. So the media parking and shuttles last year for the game on Sunday were at the mall, of course. And so you went to the mall, you parked at the mall, you took the shuttle down here. And I remember going down 494 to go park. And the amount of small planes flying in, I was like, this, it looked like traffic. Wow. Traffic on the road. There were a lot of people that flew in, let's say around noon, got their, got their car limo to the stadium, got dropped off at the stadium. Went in, watched the game, got in the car again, went back to the airport, got in their small aircraft, which, by the way, they walk right onto their plane. So this is not a, oh, my gosh, I got to go through security and, and I might be late. This is a we take off when I say we do. Right. Got back in their plane and took off. 
Wouldn't that be great? So this is a di- this is you know we think of this as oh you gotta fly here and then you gotta get a cab or a, an Uber or a Lyft and then you gotta go to your hotel and then you gotta no 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 these people go to Signature they basically get dropped off on the tarmac there they get on their small plane so they are if you were among the filthy rich who came in here on Sunday last year and flew out on Sunday night and went to the Super Bowl my guess is the amount of time spent outside was probably all told uh minutes probably 10 minutes some buddies and I talked about doing something similar to that only it wasn't the Super Bowl it was a regular season game in Jacksonville that you could get $25 tickets to so we were like hey we could get airplane tickets on Spirit for probably like 150 bucks. pay $25 for a ticket to a Jaguars game, get off the plane, get right back on the plane, because who wants to stay in Jacksonville and head right back home? <laughs> You're a smart man, Rami. Right? Who wants to stay in Jacksonville? Exactly. That should be the a whole, game. The whole trip would be like 300 bucks. Yeah. But that's that's I'm not, that's I'm the level I'm on. But it's Spirit. Some guys are right. doing that for the Super Bowl with their private debts. Right. I thought about doing it for a, a regular season game in Jacksonville on Spirit Airlines. That's That's what I was looking it's at. a rather large that's, difference. That's the difference in, in what we're working with here. Uh, quick peek behind the curtain. What we had slated for the opening segment of the show Sorry before whatever just happened happened was uh, we were going to give our own state of the NFL addresses since Roger Goodell is giving his right now. So we'll do that right after this. You're listening to Purple Daily every day at noon. ScoreNorth.com. ScoreNorth1500. And we're live streaming on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook at ScoreNorth. I'm anywhere because what you listen to doesn't come from just one source. We offer Minnesota sports. Minnesota sports. Lots of it. Whenever you want it, wherever you are, even when you're mobile, on the move, remain grounded with access to the content that you're passionate about. Get it all here. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Hinge, listen, Minnesota sports. Score North. It's Purple Daily on Score North, 1500scorenorth.com. We're also streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We made it easy for you to follow us on all your various digital and social media platforms. It's at S-K-O-R North. You can also uh, go to scorenorth.com and find Purple Daily, Touch Em All, which is coming up right after this, Raised by Wolves. We have all your teams covered at scorenorth.com. Just check the Shows tab or in your favorite podcast app, you'll find all our team-centric shows as well. Roger Goodell giving his state of the NFL address as we speak, Judd, and uh, we thought we'd give our own yes. state of the NFL address here on Purple Daily. Judd, what would you say is the state of the NFL? Uh, so Raj, of course, had, had a chance last week and reportedly was going to issue a statement after the debacle at the end of the Rams-Saints game. He did not do that. He's addressing that today. So if I was Goodell... In all candidness, today, before I take questions, I would get up, and my opening statement would, would be, folks, we are <clears throat> the most popular league in America, perhaps the world. Don't know on that one for sure. Don't care. But we are the most popular league still. The NBA is very nice, but our sport it cont- continues to thrive. Ratings are up, or we're up in 2018 again. We basically got through some problems. We got some more pro- problems. But for the most part, I know you're going to ask a bunch of questions. And, you know, you negative reporters are going to ask a lot of questions of what's wrong with officiating, blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you, in all candidness, 
honestly, I don't care. (laughs) Because our popularity is going nowhere. We are in great shape. The only real long-term concern that we have, and fortunately, as Commissioner Goodell's what, 50-something now? As Commissioner, I'll be long gone by the time this gets to be an actual problem as concussions and our parents allowing their kids to play football. And 30 years from now, we might be done. I don't know. I don't care. Right. But I don't care. (laughs) Because we are rolling in money. We are rolling in success. Essentially, we're talked about constantly. Do you suckers realize we only play 16 regular season games and yet people won't stop talking about us because we have the Combine, the Super Bowl, then we have the Combine, then we have the free agency period, and then that leads into the draft, and then that leads into OTAs, which leads into mini camps, and basically the only time that we are dark is July when you're all talking about our teams because the season is about to start. So ask your questions, say what you want, but keep in mind, Raj up here don't care because I'm swimming in in money, and that's why I'm making about forty three mil a year. If you want to tell us what you questions, think the state of the NFL is six five one six four six eight two five five, or tweet us at Score North again. You can watch us streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at Score North as well. So you just don't care, Commissioner. You don't care, you don't care how people well, perceive you. Negative you. Nellies are all going to ask me questions about what I'm concerned about when I go to sleep. Do I sleep well? You darn right I do because I got a I got a brown. Stone in Manhattan. I got a place in the Hamptons. I got a probably got a place in LA. I am swimming in cash. I'm going to be for the remainder of my life, basically. So I'm not worried about what what concerns you. Although I will act like I am because I care about the good of the game. Yeah, and that's that's what the NFL is good at is pretending like they do care. They're experts. <laughs> they're they're really so your state. They're really good at not doing what you just did, acting mm-hmm. as Roger Goodell, which is to go up and tell people what they're actually thinking, which is we don't give a damn. I was we, peeling, we don't care. I was peeling back the curtain of what Roger yeah, really exactly. thinks. You're reading between the lines. Exactly. By I, the way, Roger Goodell is uh, actually not 50. He's going to be 60 in a, in a few years. Really? Then, then yeah. you really don't care. <laughs> Because when these little twerps that aren't playing football start to play, he's going to be dead. He's fine. Yeah, he's very close to retirement. He's he does he really doesn't care what. Roger Goodell is like LeBron James at this point. Like yes, <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, yeah, that's good, like you can't touch comp. me. Like what's what? Like I've already I've done all this. Yeah. I've made all this money. Like what you can't. What are you gonna do? I'm just gonna see what I can get away with. Me now. and my friend Rich Paul were doing just fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the state of the NFL is somehow strong, and I and I don't know how. I don't. Don't get it, but it is very, very strong. You mentioned that the the ratings were up this year, Judd. Um, NFL ratings saw its first TV ratings increase since 2015, and its largest percentage jump this decade. Which, when you put that in perspective, is kind of crazy and ridiculous because. The drop in ratings the last few years that a lot of people wanted to play up as as a, a major concern for the NFL, and of course this has something to do with political and social stances and protests that people have made, where really the nature of TV in 2019 is for ratings to drop, and especially for ratings as high 
as what the NFL had because people have so many more options now that they're, the, the pie is divided up into more slices when you talk about what people are watching. So the drop-off in ratings the last few years for the NFL was actually kind of natural It, it was and, and should have been expected. What shouldn't be expected is the first TV ratings increase since 2015 and its largest percentage jump this decade. That is kind of ridiculous when you think about everything that the NFL screws up. From rules on the field to how they handle controversy off the field, they don't get anything right, and yet I need the NFL like a drug. I need you to put it directly into my veins every Sunday for at least nine hours and probably a couple hours on Monday and probably a couple hours on Thursday. I don't know why. I can't stand the way that they handle rules. I can't stand the way that they handle off-field controversy. I feel guilty for watching guys get brain damage and enjoying it while I eat chips and pizza on my couch. (laughs) you got to get past that right now. I'm going to help you get past that. I don't know. These are adults who choose and make a lot of cash by doing this. There is a lot in in my bones, in my, in my soul, in my heart that says this is not a product that you should enjoy. These are not people that you should support. And yet every Sunday for four to five months out of the year, I need football pumped into my veins for six to nine hours. And I need everything that we get in the offseason. I need the draft. I need free agency. I need controversy. <laughs> I need it and I consume it and I don't even think about it. It's like a drug. You need football rehab. That, that I need our our friend uh, our friend patrick royce once said that uh in in reference to the timberwolves even when they do the right thing it's the wrong thing right i feel like with the nfl it's the opposite even when they do the wrong thing it ends up being the right thing because everybody still even when they royally screw up things people still love it and people still gravitate to it and it doesn't affect them at all they just Keep bringing in the cash and bringing in the viewership, and everybody is still fully invested. And they genuinely don't care. No, like they, they don't genuinely, give a damn. they genuinely don't care. They are Ray Rice will never play again because of what he did. And oh, by the way, the truth is that he was an aging running back, and they don't care. Kareem Hunt will have a job next year for sure because this young man deserves a second chance and to be rehabilitated because he's still got his life in front of him. And oh, by the way, he can help me win. Uh, the NFL, though, okay, if you strip this down, the genius of this league and the absolute perfection and why we're all suckers and why I'm more than happy to be one is really, really simple. Yeah, I want to be clear. I enjoy it. I didn't so do I. <laughs> but, but, you, but you feel guilty. <laughs> On some level, I do, yeah. And you feel guilty. I don't at all. Because I'm willing to play along with the genius of what these people do. One example. First of all, the off-field stuff, we can talk about it all we want, but at the end of the day, a very small faction of people really cares about that. The the on-the-field, though, is interesting. Long ago, this product as a whole, I think in some ways started to disintegrate in certain areas. But what did they come up with? The most genius thing of all time, the red zone, right? Mm -hmm. So if you aren't a fan of one team, so if you aren't aren't going to watch a Bears game, like if the Bears don't play, and you're just arbitrarily going to say, okay, I'm going to watch um, this game today, and you sit down and you watch the Browns and Steelers, that might be an awful game. You say to yourself, the product here is not very good. But 
what happens? They come up with the red zone. We're going to take you to the best moment of every game possible as it happens. The greatest invention of all time. Because now you're like, hey, Browns and Steelers, they're at the 10-yard line, and there's a interception, and that's exciting. The NFL knows how to suck us in and keep us there while, wink, wink, acting like they care about what we think or what's wrong off the field when they are geniuses. Their drug, their drug is the greatest sports drug going. I think basketball is getting there. Basketball does a lot of smart things, too. Right. You know, the controversies and the fighting and the guys who are, are trying to be traded, all that is great, too. But you were talking yesterday on, on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays 4 to 6, here on Score North 1500, scorenorth.com, the score that, North. The, that the NBA... They have the right kind of controversy. Yes. They don't have rules that even the league doesn't understand. They don't have the domestic violence and guys on camera punching women. They don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't, they don't have the, the wrong kind of controversy. They have the right kind of controversy. Like most recently, Anthony Davis demanding a trade from, from the Pelicans at the request of LeBron James. You know what I mean? That's well, through, you know, that's, Rich the t- Paul, yeah. that's the type of controversy that they have. Yep. But the NFL somehow has all the wrong kind of controversies. Okay. They, have, they have the right ones, too. They have the right storylines going, too. But they have all the wrong kinds of controversy and 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 handle all of them poorly and yet somehow come out smelling like roses. But I'm going to give you the next step and why and where, where basketball as a on-the-court product falls short of football. The the greatest thing, in my opinion, is red zone. But really, if you went to, to the public, and I mean male, female, dogs, cats, don't care, the greatest thing and where they're genius and where they long ago became a product that everybody got basically involved in and was dying to watch, fantasy football. True. Fantasy football went from when I was a kid and I used to play it, and I played it into my 20s at least, you know what? It was mainly a guy-dominated thing, right? Boys would have their draft, and we'd get some beers, and we'd draft, and it would be great fun. Somewhere along the line, the league's like, hold on a second here. The males are going to watch us regardless. Men are going to watch us. Women, how do we get them involved? And now, look at the amount of people. I, I don't care the sex. Look at the amount of people now yep. who on Sundays get in front of that TV and watch their players. And all of those, so all of the off the field problems, I bet it's almost an equal amount on both sides that are like, this is disgusting. This guy, I will, I can't stand him. But oh, the game's on at noon. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. My, I have team, a lot my team's of, playing. I have a lot of female too. friends that text me, that will text me on a Sunday at about 10 a.m., like asking me who they should start at running back. For yeah, that day. Every, everybody's playing. Everybody's playing it. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Even people who don't watch football. Yes, but think about that. Like, think about any other sport that comes close to that. Right. I can't. And there will be people who are disgusted by what Kareem Hunt did, mm-hmm. who will have him on their fantasy team next year and be pumping their fist whenever he scores a touchdown. Yep. The person pounding their fist and saying, this guy disgusts me, will eventually suck it up and say, if he's still there in the seventh round, I need him, I'll take him. He could win me some money. Yes. <laughs> right. And that's a, and that might be sad, but it's 1,000% true. I'm I'm that dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm that dude. I do. Th- I when I watch the NFL, there are, there are I I go against things that I I I I believe and feel. I go against it be- just because I need that drug that is the NFL. I need it. 
I need it. So if you're Goodell today, mm-hmm. you've got all of these questions about officiating and what are you going to do and are you going to fix this and are you and ultimately you're going to walk away and laugh. Yeah, he's like the dope dealer who's like, you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what he is. Well, wait, wait. That's a great point because if I'm not mistaken, a lot of people who, who go through the league site to play in, initially, fantasy football, start for free, right? So, yes, it's like drugs. Right. Oh, we'll just give you a taste just of fantasy football. Give you a taste. Football. Yeah. I'm in for 200 next year. <laughs> It's not going to be free next time. Four leads. It's not going to be free next time. Okay, I'll do it. I'll pay you four hundred. I don't care what it takes. First, give me Kareem Hunt in the first round. First league is free, man. First yep. league is free. You're right. <laughs> That's a great comparison, Rami. <laughs> Laugh all you want. You're not Only the first one's free. Yep. I think I'm making. I think I'm making light of it to make myself feel better about my <laughs> NFL problem right now. I think that's what's happening. Pur- Purple da- Daily has turned into a therapeutic couch for Rami. It's, it's an intervention. I got a lot of problems with football. <laughs> Me and football is very complicated. I'm gonna start charging you. You can stream this intervention live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook every weekday at noon. It's Purple Daily, and uh, we 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 have all. Teams, excuse me, shows covering all your teams. I just forgot how to talk there for a second. It'll be Touch Em All coming up next. Talking you some twins. Guilt. You can find Raised by Wolves, Touch Em All, Purple Daily, all our team-oriented podcasts and shows. It's all up at scorenorth.com or in your favorite podcast app. Just uh, do a quick search and they'll be really, really easy to find. We'll hit a quick break. On the other side, there has been a proposal as far as what they can do about challenging judgment calls and i kind of like it but i don't think it goes quite far enough we'll talk about that next purple daily on score north 1500 and scorenorth.com you know all the positions score north minnesota sports anytime anywhere scorenorth.com The all-new scorenorth.com and scorenorth1500. It's Purple Daily, which you catch every day at noon right here on Score North. That's at S-K-O-R North. You can follow us on all your various digital and social media platforms. We made it real easy for you. It's at Score North. You can always get in on the fun at 651-646-8255. And uh, we, we mentioned in the last segment, Judd, that Roger Goodell said today that they are going to consider allowing judgment calls to be challenged by head coaches next year. And there is a proposal on the table on how exactly that would work. Yes. Uh, ESPN.com Adam Schefter wrote this morning, actually before Goodell's press conference started, as a possible solution to avoid the type of missed call that occurred in the NFC Championship game. The NFL is expected to consider a plan that would allow limited coaches challenges for incorrect judgment calls that also could include a penalty or time runoff if the coach is wrong per a league source. I think we talked about this a week ago. Mm-hmm. I sort of like this. To me... Um, so the NHL went to a system like three years back where, where you could challenge on a goal scored a missed offside call. And of course, then coaches were like, okay, cool. And so we saw a ton of these challenges and it slowed the game down a lot. And so the league came back and I think this was last season said, okay, we're going to change it. If we're, you could still challenge it, but if you're found to be wrong, it's a delay of game penalty. And so now they're, they still get challenged, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more, it's, 
lessen quite a bit. They're not doing because it just teams to do are it. yes because teams know that there w- will be uh, potential ramifications if right. they're found to be wrong. So I sort of like this that you can challenge a judgment call, but if we uphold the call that that there are that there's a penalty against you as opposed to well that looked like a pi so I'll just challenge it right. So I I like this thought where there has to be some type of pushback. Where if you challenge and you're wrong, it's not just, oh, you're wrong, it's you're wrong and it's 10 yards. I don't like the idea of a penalty of yardage or of a, a runoff on the clock. That To me, that just, that doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem right that, you know, because a lot of these calls are, are borderline. That's That's why you would challenge it. And for me to lose 10 seconds on the clock or for me to lose... 10 yards on the field that just seems like too severe a penalty because I thought I saw something or the, or my replay expert up in the booth thought he saw something that he indeed did not see or or that was close enough that it could go either way why should I lose 10 yards or lose 10 seconds on the clock that's a that has a real that has a real effect on the game like a real impactful effect on the game so I don't know if I would do that I might even go I might go a little bit further though in a way what what I would do there are six you get six timeouts in a game if you're a head coach right three in the first half three in the second mm-hmm. half you get three judgment calls that you can challenge and you get three calls of another kind that you can challenge whether it's out of bounds did he cross the goal line did he get the first down what whatever those calls that they already allow coaches to challenge so you'll get three of each you can challenge three judgment calls you can challenge three of the other kinds of calls and every time that you lose a challenge you lose a timeout to me that that's a little bit more fair and I know people are going to say six challenges from each head coach every game that's going to slow the game down. I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the last segment, which is I don't give a damn if it slows the game down if I'm the NFL because you're going to sit there for all three and a half hours, whether you like the challenge system or not, we're going to make sure we get it right. I like penalty, though, because I I want you to suffer if, if you're wrong, and I want there to be consequences because... The subjective calls, I mean, you could you could challenge if I come up with three subjective things, it's pretty simple to to say, I think I saw that. And if you you lose a timeout, yes, that that penalizes you. But I'd prefer to make it so that you don't do it unless it's egregious, unless it's obvious. Like if it's borderline, I don't want you to do it. The Saints game, the Saints game, the Rams game, that was obvious, an egregious miss. Because I want to personally keep the game going. So I want you to challenge it if you are, you've got to be 98% sure. That's my opinion. See, I just, uh, to me, the most important thing is to just get the call right. So even if it if it is borderline and, and your guy up in the booth says, yeah, that was pass interference, it was close, but I think it's pass interference, I think you should give a coach the opportunity to to challenge that. And like I said, I'm already on my couch all day Sunday watching football, man. Add 12 minutes to the game and challenges. I don't care. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll grab a snack. I'll grab something to drink. I don't care. Add 12 minutes to the game. Push push all the kickoffs for the 3 o'clock games. Push them back to 3.30. I'm totally fine with that. Right now you have one 3.30 game. Just make all the late games 3.30. And, and if the games take a little longer, that way they don't overlap. I know that's, that's really what the NFL is worried about. Because like you said, Judd, they don't care. They know we're going to keep watching. Yeah. So... Th- a game being three and a half hours 
is no skin off the NFL's back other than you're overlapping into the late games. So push the late games back and give them six challenges, three judgment calls, three other kinds of calls, and if you lose a challenge, you lose a timeout. I'm not so much worried about like the challenges extending the game or making the games too long. What I am worried about, though, is if you give them, let's say, three, like like you said, Rami, let's say three challenges for you know judgment calls and things like that, if there's no penalty for it, a lot of these coaches are just going to use them just to use them. Right. They're just going to burn them out because if there's no consequence for using them, then they're just, if you're Sean Payton or you're Mike Zimmer or somebody, and you know you're going to get three opportunities to challenge pass interference calls, anytime there's an incomplete pass, you're just going to, you're just going to want to use that just to use it because because there is no consequence not if you lose for a timeout it. though. I mean timeouts are valuable, but it's not it's not yardage on the field, it's not seconds off the clock. It's a, it's a timeout. I like the pain. I like the pain of actual <laughs> yardage loss. It's going to be more fun. I'm just wanna, a sadist. I, yes, awesome. I right. want to see Zim sweat bullets. I, I want to see Zim be like, that's a borderline call, Shay. I'm going to challenge it, throw the flag. No, it's not. It, you just cost yourself 10 yards. Your priorities are all messed up. I want the call to be right. I want the right team to win. I'd like to see coaches to go suffer, to the too, Super Bowl. What's want, wrong with suffering? I mean, no, I do take joy in people's suffering. I'm not going to lie. That, I mean, Sean Payton's suffering? <laughs> Come on. It's great fun. We saw it two weeks ago. It's great fun. You're not going to let this Sean Payton thing go, are you? He's on so horses, your your primary uh, concern when we talk about challenges is seeing the pain of head coaches. I just think with a with a judgment call, it's going to be it's going to be more intriguing to see a guy actually have to make the decision of okay, I'm going to challenge it, but I know that if I'm wrong. I'm going backwards 10 yards. And like I said, I want I to be more fun. I've said this before, but I want to clarify for anybody who didn't hear it. I'm only talking about on ball calls. When we talk about judgment calls, there is holding every oh, play, yeah, every play that. in the NFL. You just mean like pass you, interference, pass interference, like helmet to helmet, defenseless receiver, roughing sure. the quarterback, uh, calls like that. But I don't, I don't want coaches to be able to challenge holding in the trenches. I think that would that would get absolutely. What ridiculous. judgment calls should be able if this changes? What judgment calls should be able to be challenged starting in 2019? PIs for sure. Pass interference. Pass interference for sure. That's a slam dunk. Helmet to helmet. Helmet to helmet. Yeah. Uh, defenseless receiver. Roughing the quarterback. I think roughing the quarterback. No. I think helmet to helmet. Yes. But I think if you if I I perceived that a guy's body weight. Uh, 78.7% of that landed on the QB. I can't challenge now, that. Stuff like that, but in the AFC Championship, I mean, Tom Brady got an arm across yeah. his chest, and they, called, okay, they said that so he got hit in the head. So you're saying the opposite of... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe. Okay, I see it maybe from that angle. I the, thought you were saying from... I, I thought my QB got hit. No, no. You're saying the opposite of he, he basically got brushed in the chest. Okay. Right. That makes more sense. Sorry. What about uh, face mask? On the ball, yes. So if a if a if a ball carrier or a quarterback, in the eyes of the official, was you know somebody grabbed their face mask. Jared Goff, right? Right. Yeah. Jared the NFC Goff Championship got, game face mask. Yeah. It, is that missed? Because I saw that missed at, at least a half dozen times in various games this past year. Is that missed now because the umpire in pro games is behind the quarterback instead of instead of wh- where he used to be? In college, it's still the same. I think the umpire used to be basically by the linebackers. Mm-hmm. And I think guys got hurt on occasion. So now, if I'm not mistaken, the umpire is behind the quarterback near the referee. Because you see, I saw face masks on quarterbacks get missed a lot. 
And well, it's like baffling because the, the QB is, in essence, in today's game, so protected. And you remember, do you remember the Thursday night game when the Cowboys, in 2016, where the Cowboys came here to play the Vikings? Yeah. And the Thursday night game, remember the Vikings were going for Bradford to hit Jarek McKinnon for the touchdown. I think the Vikings were going for two to try and tie the game. Yes. And Bradford dropped back and somebody came in and like, Hit Bradford like and put put his hand on Bradford's face mask as he was throwing the ball. It was incomplete. And the Vikings lost the game. But I remember everybody being up in arms about that. Like they missed that call, and that actually was one that should have been called. Yeah, and I, so just, I wonder if something like that you could you, you know in okay, that particular that situation yep. if the Vikings if Mike Zimmer or no I guess Prefer was coaching that night because Zimmer didn't right. But like in that particular Challenge. situation, Prefer could have challenged that and said, hey. Bradford just got hit in the face mask on that throw. Right. And so if it takes, like I said, 12 more minutes to get the... You're never going to get it 100% right. There's always going to be human officials out on the field and mistakes are going to be made. Okay. But I want to get it as right as possible. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm a man-child and, you know, children feel like everything should be right and fair. Even though life isn't fair, that's that's how children think, so that's how I think. And I so I want the most fair possible outcome and i don't care if it takes 12 to 15 minutes longer i want to get the egregious misses fixed i want to get i want to get when i want to get when the rams <laughs> yeah see i don't even care <laughs> as that, much, that much as possible I don't, I don't care about that as much i want to get i want to get that when a cornerback trucks a receiver and it's not called and everybody and their brother knows it, it's a penalty that we can go back and fix that if we the arbitrary week six, um, yeah, that's sort of a miss, but I don't know, and we can talk about it. I don't care that much. I want to get the egregious, oh, my gosh, how did you not see that fixed? I think things like face masks especially should be reviewable because that's – face mask is – that's not even – that's not even judgment. That's obvious. If a guy grabs somebody else's face mask, yeah. that's, that's a penalty. You can't do that. Like, that shouldn't even be, like – that should be challengeable. Mm-hmm. It speaking, totally should be. Speaking of things that they should change in terms of officiating and rules in the NFL, do you have particular rules in the NFL that you hate and you wish would change beyond challenges? Oh, and, I've got a big one. You do? Yes. Okay. I've got a big one, and we talked about this probably a month ago or so, but this one to me, because it's an easy fix. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. Well, yeah, and this is the stupidest thing, because it just makes no sense. All right, if I'm a ball carrier... And I fumble the ball, mm-hmm. and it, it the ball bounces right before the pylon, right, and it goes whoop, boop, 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 and it goes out at the one. I retain the ball, but if I fumble the ball, and it goes mm-hmm. around the pylon, boop, 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 you get the ball at the twenty. You just made the football like Pac Man, <laughs> okay, but because my point is, it's so stupid. The rule is so stupid. <laughs> But, but let's just and I and you know and I saw I got tweets back saying well then don't fumble the football out of the end. Shut I once up. I once saw a Packer Viking game at the Metrodome. <laughs> Rami just goes I shut, shut up. up. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Rami's right. <laughs> Rami's right. Well, yeah. Then don't then don't then don't fumble the ball. Okay. Um, you get hit by and Sue and don't fumble the ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was a Viking. There, there was a Viking Packer game, and I forget the exact instance of whom or what. But anyway. Um, the receiver had the ball punched out by the corner, and I swear to God, it was like at the 15. 
And because it was AstroTurf, the ball rolled and rolled and rolled out of the end zone. And so the ball went to the other team at the 20. That was just stupid. So let's fix that rule. Let's just say if you fumble, the rule should be if you fumble, no matter where the ball goes past the pylon or not, it's still your ball. Now we can pick if we want to change where it's spotted. Ultimately, I'll talk about that. But like the arbitrary nature of a football rolling around a pylon and out should not cost me the ball when if it went out at the one I kept the ball I actually I keep the ball I had that on my Drives list I have a list of NFL rules that I hate again there's a lot about the <laughs> NFL that I hate but I need it well you're conflicted I'm so beyond confl- belief beyond that's belief. why this, this show today has been almost a therapeutic show for yet you. somehow Sundays during the season from noon until 10 o'clock I'm not conflicted at all I'm enjoying every last second of it you but, have exposed your, yourself as basically what constitutes a football fraud yeah Yes, an addict, yeah. an addict more than yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. you got um, problems. I, the helmet to helmet rule. I, I I understand why the helmet to helmet rule is there. I just think that, and again, this goes into the the whole challenge thing. A little bit of a little bit of judgment and common sense and physics needs to be factored into the helmet to helmet rule. These are very large men moving at very fast speeds, and sometimes it's just unavoidable. A perfect example is when a receiver goes up to catch a football. He's coming down to the ground. The defensive back is jumping up for the same ball. He's going up off of the ground, and their trajectories meet where helmets hit. Or it could be the opposite, where both players are going down to the ground at the same time, going for a low pass. And again, the trajectory of these two players is so that such as that they will com- collide helmets. I think you need to exercise a little bit of common sense when enforcing the helmet to helmet rule you can't have blatant targets got blatant, blatantly targeting the helmet right. but i think you have to factor in what is actually happening out there on the field with these men and the physics involved and expecting them to change direction or move or avoid the helmet is just sometimes downright impossible and why should a guy be penalized for something that is physically impossible I, it, it's never made it hasn't made sense to me since they started enforcing that rule um another one and this is um it's sort of off the field but the nfl draft rules i think if you're ready for the nfl go ahead and enter the draft at your own risk whether you're a freshman wait, wait, you want you want 18 year olds really maybe not high schoolers but <laughs> okay fre- fresh- <laughs> okay let's rethink that one freshman a freshman coming out of college who who lit the world on fire i thought he was good enough but he died <laughs> <laughs> who was the defensive tackle that the texans drafted uh, Amobi Okoye was his yeah, name. Yeah, nineteen. He was like nineteen years old, yeah. but he was out of high school for three years. So right. he was eligible. You he was really some, want you really want Aaron Donald? I mean, that this is the one I sort of get. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe after sophomore year would probably be fair. So they could definitely be changed. But my God, I don't want a kid. You know. I was a high school star. I thought you didn't I have a conscience about these things. I thought, I thought you didn't care about guys. I don't want to purposely kill people. <laughs> if they ultimately die in the course okay, of action, so there's do, not much I can do. You do have a lie. The last one I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get off my chest before we wrap things up here is no clear recovery on a challenged incomplete pass means it's still an incomplete pass, even if the replay shows that the receiver caught the football. And I didn't know that was a rule until it basically cost my Bears that playoff game where Anthony Miller (laughs) catches the ball inside the five-yard line. He gets hit. Yes, He fumbles it. Nobody recovers it. They blow the whistle. They challenge it. And even though the replay showed that Anthony Miller clearly caught the ball, made an athletic football move, and then fumbled because nobody recovered it, 
it meant it was an incomplete pass. They lost a down. Like, if anything... Why do you blow the whistle there, though? It, the whistle should never be blown there. Well, because they called it an incomplete pass. You should call anything close to a, a TD, too, should be called a score. I agree. So it's reviewed. I agree. Like, this is not that hard. Right. But when the ball... Okay, when you think... when you If there's an iota of second-guessing in, in your mind that that might have been caught, don't blow the whistle. Have somebody go pick it up. That's all you needed there. I have uh, I have a rule change that I think should be enforced. It's actually not an in-game rule at all, and we have about 45 seconds here. I believe that if you win your division, you should make you should go to the playoffs, but it should not guarantee you a home game. I agree. so if, if the seven well, and nine Seattle Seahawks win the NFC East, that's fine, or the NFC West. I'm yeah. sorry, that's fine. You go Agreed. to the playoffs, but you ain't hosting a home game. Let's start seeding the top teams and forget about the conferences too. Let's stop rewarding teams from the AFC that aren't that good, and let's let's reward the teams that deserve to be in the playoffs. But you know what? The NFL probably won't do any of this because, as Judd said, to open the show, they don't care. They don't give I damn. don't care what you people think. It's Purple Daily every weekday at noon. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.